Hello, and welcome to Hard Fried History, a hybrid history and comedy podcast run by two aspiring entertainers. Podcast is more of a rant, really. That have failed at almost everything else. I don't fail because I don't try, so there. We appreciate you checking us out, and if you want to see extra content, follow us on Instagram or give us a like on Facebook at Hard Fried History. Subscribe to us on YouTube or tell us we're full of shit on Twitter at, at HFH Podcast. Feel like going that extra mile? Give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a a flattering a glowing review and of course tell your friends family and even people you don't like about us that's right again thank you for listening and without further ado the episode history uh this is your co-host joshua stokes with my co-host henry price hey how you doing (laughs) henry is freshly boosted yeah man as you as you as you might want to be (laughs) that's right boosting boosting it up over here and he is and he and it is affecting him i'm very tired (laughs) i'm very i'm very sleepy and what and what and what other day than the, the day of a sleepy sleepy white dude? What is mm-hmm. perfect to talk about the slave revolts, and we got a good one today. We got that they're all good in my opinion. Yep. All slave, <laughs> all good. Uh, just in time for Christmas, yeah. little just little slave revolts. You know, we got slave revolts. Mm-hmm. With, uh, mm-hmm. The German coast uprising, eighteen eleven. America's largest slave revolt. Uh, 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 yeah, North America, the United States' largest slave revolt. A lot of people think Nat Turner. No, actually, German Coast Uprising, Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans. Um, the book we read about it. Not that it's a competition, uh, maybe, right? Actually, it, I think it is. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it should be. It should be. <laughs> no, uh, so the book that we read on it was the American Uprising. The Untold Story of America's Largest Slave Revolt by Daniel uh, Rasmussen. So the German coast uh, is a region like of Louisiana, like above New Orleans. Um, it's like in present day, like St. Charles, uh, like St. Uh, St. John and St. James parishes. And, and what present day, like we call, we call Acadiana. These are the Acadians. They're like the first actual people to come. Like they, these were the people who went to, uh, what is it? New Brunswick or or, or 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 wherever they went to like easternly Canada got kicked out of there and then then came to New Orleans. You ever mm. heard about those people? Like first French settlers were actually like in like I don't know Halifax or I don't know somewhere Newfoundland some shit up there and then they got kicked out by I don't I forgot who and then they they came here. This is all this is this is like deep like I watched the thing about it hit on History Channel like when I was like in seventh grade. Okay, right on six a.m. Right on. Like that's where this is, I'm pulling that from. Okay. <laughs> Those Germans then they like eventually like got surrounded, you know, and 
more populated by the French Acadians, and the Acadians kind of drowned out the Germans, but it's kind of known as the German coast because it was originally settled by Germans. Um, a lot of the like uh, various names of like Cajun surnames, like in this area, that have like German influences, it's just like Schneider spelled with like an E and an X and a Y, like just like weird, funky, <laughs> like you know, various spells like weird German names, but like with Cajun twists on them. Mm-hmm. It's like and like the thing that was most prof- profitable in terms of like this early uh, history outside of New Orleans was you know sugar plantations. Um, and they made a shit ton of money off sugar. They, 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 like, there were like reporters who would come down and see like their carnival, like, and they were just like, yeah, this is the most extravagant shit I've ever seen in my life. Like old ass slavery money, French people mm-hmm. running around excess. Just balling out. Just balling out disgusting people. Yeah. Awful people. <laughs> So in eight two three, we all know like Louisiana Purchase happens, right? So like the you know, it goes from being like French land, and it becomes fucking uh, it becomes American land through the Louisiana Purchase. Um, get into that. I mean, we'll, we'll touch back on Louisiana Purchase. Uh, the so like the the governor that like comes at this time is doing like William Charles like uh, Claiborne, who's like. He's like he 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 comes in. He's like from like Virginia. He's like the son of like a Revolutionary War hero. Like he's like all about America. He's like he thinks it's the best shit ever, and he thinks we gotta spread this shit. He's like all about, it. and he comes to he comes first to to this place that was deemed you know the, the territory of Orleans, um, and he kind of like is like the he kind of runs it. He's only like fucking like he's like the he was the youngest person ever in Congress. Allegedly, mm. but you know, because nobody, you know, with age, yeah. The, I was born 81, 80, whenever mm-hmm. 78, they would just make up shit because yeah. <laughs> they were liars. <laughs> yeah, when your birth certificate was written on the back of like a crusty stamp or whatever, like, yeah, eh, it's kind of hard I'm, to keep it tracked. Oh, you say if I'm 25 in this district, I'll get elected again? Mm-hmm. My mom, yeah, okay, all right, cool. That's it. That's <laughs> where we're going. I'm 25, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he, 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 he likes I'm 25 and I talk too much about Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, that's the same type of dude. Those are the same type of dudes. <laughs> I feel like that joke missed its book. missed. I feel like that joke's about three years <laughs> too too late. No, yeah, no. You I mean, we're so whew, <laughs> we've moved on to so many different things that ruined our life, dog. Other than that, <laughs> I'm not down with the things. All right. I don't know. I don't know the things. No, we know, no, we know, no, we know that. We know you're not down with the things. Your kids like your kids like baseball. <laughs> still playing, still baseball, right. still baseballing. Okay, baseballing it out, forward, baseballing yeah. it up. Yeah. Also, also William uh, William Claiborne from uh, William William Charles Claiborne uh, went to William and Mary. So I don't know if we have any listeners who went to William and Mary. Um, but this guy, all right, so this guy is also you know I didn't I didn't like go. To William and Mary. I did drive past it once, however. Okay, I'll shut I the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's instrumental in like actually the uh the story of West Florida, William Charles Cole Claiborne. If if we're all familiar with the filibuster excursion that West Florida was, which West Florida was just the is it was a Spanish territory basically that went stretched from like Biloxi 
like outside of New Orleans to like Pensacola, like basically Florida. So like just, to the Buckies. Yeah, like huh? To the Buckies. There's to, a Buckies in in West Florida, like right outside of Pensacola now. West Florida, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. West that's Florida, it, man. Dude. That's it. <laughs> what? Working with so basically, William Charles Cole Claiborne, the book, uh, the book, uh, Don't Tell Story by Daniel by Daniel uh, Rasmussen. Sorry, let me get let me get the title here. Time, the book, uh, American Uprising: The Untold Story of America's Largest Slave Revolt by Daniel Rasmussen. Kind of told the story of like how basically uh, Claiborne basically recruits Philemon Thomas um, to basically take the capital of West Florida, which is Baton Rouge at that time, and, and like end up make West Florida independent. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, the trick is, oh, West Florida is not as independent thing. There's mm-hmm. this uprising. America comes in like, man, there's all this crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And Spain can't take care of its property, so we have to step in for law and order. Like so, so basically, that's what happened. Like the Claiborne, the, the the American military goes in, seizes West Florida, and West Florida, we part between Biloxi and fucking Pensacola. That's how our myth, our mobile, basically becomes fucking American territory. Uh, is it's which is an interesting piece of history, which I I, I didn't know. I didn't know about basically also we can go deeper into the West Florida history, but I'll, I'll, I'll diverge. That's actually a, a pretty interesting thing. And maybe we should talk about yeah. it on a different podcast. Um, so Claiborne didn't get along with like the French, like, you know, the French uh, basically like, uh, you know, people he had, he had basically, basically been inducted into his like world. They still thought of themselves as French. He was firmly American. He thought fir- firmly believed like American superiority. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he fucking he fucking they like don't get along. Uh, new like the newspapers write really shitty things about about his wife, uh, about him having a ghost wife, and that he had and okay. his ghost wife had to look through the window and like this was like an article that was written like that. <laughs> His ghost wife was looking through the window, and that he was that, and that specifically, uh, William uh, Charles Cole Claiborne was also it was put in a newspaper randomly by the newspaper that he was looking for a woman to overcome his pecuniary pecuniary difficulty, which is uh, which pecuniary that's like money, is right? it? Yeah, is it? Yeah, so they were just but they were just putting it on blast that he was broke. He was broke and his wife's his wife's dead. It's pretty fucked up to make fun of this guy's favorite yeah. about just yeah. like he's no, got the, no the, money the, like, and his his wife is it's like you can read it one of two ways. He's either like a sad widower or he's like just has an imaginary wife. You know? Yeah. He like made her out of straw or something. Yeah, he was making <laughs> scarecrows and he was just like, I'd extra straw, I'm gonna make my wife. You know, he, Yeah. It 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 it's <laughs> It's real. It's real bitchy. It's a real bitchy vibe going on in <laughs> early nineteenth century in the world. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, so you know, it, that's kind of the dynamic. There are these wealthy French planters, and then there are like, uh, in, you know, the city of New Orleans, and uh, you know, and then there's uh, kind of you know these like Americans. 
that are now coming in. There's like some American businessmen that like coming and setting up plantations. Um, and then there's a whole entire, like the most of the population uh, at this time, uh, the vast majority of the population is like enslaved black people or black people with like kind of like tiered statuses. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Creole people, but you know, a lot of enslaved black people. Um, <laughs> and their conditions uh, in, in, in terms of like working like sugarcane plantations, which is what thrived during this time, because this is the, specifically the time right after uh, Haiti, uh, Haitian independence. So now you have uh, p- there's all the sugar that Haiti gave to the world. There are people need that sugar. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana can't replace what Haiti was, but it, do- it does a pretty good job. But I mean, um, that wasn't going to stop from trying. Right. Yeah, no, 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 and it was, and they were making buku buck off the crazy mm-hmm. money off of it. So, and and but the enslaved people had to work sixteen-hour days, seven days a week uh, during like the you know, like, um, and it, like during like the the I think the growing season, like the harvesting season. Um, the first the first group like would cut with like machete like machetes basically, yeah. And then the second group would collect into a cart, and then the third the third group would be the people who ran the chemical like process to create sugar. The sugar is like, this is not like, like, this is a lot. Like, this is a, you know, it's a chemical process. Like, and most yeah. people who like could do like the third were like highly priced and highly, highly valued. This is like during Louisiana. So like, like you're doing shit during like Louisiana summers. You know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. natural, like, in the, the, just the mosquitoes <laughs> and like, it's Louisiana. So it fucking sucks. Yeah. I've heard and that cutting sugar cane is one of the worst. Yeah just manual labor jobs that there is like the stalks are super thick and there's a chance that like on the rebound or the recoil that it could like slap you and just slice your skin open or something something like that just not not a good time you know it's sugar cane it's like it's it's kind of like you know you cut that shit open it's like and then you're cutting almost into like no it's not it's splinters it's not gonna fuck yeah sometimes yeah it's uh it's uh all right so and then like of course the punishments in terms of like whippings like with you know specifically they describe like a seven foot like rawhide whip was like it like 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 you know they'd stand back and just it was like seven feet like I don't know, it's yeah just, it's a lot uh, uh spiked collars and of course uh like they put spiked collars on you just like if you had ran away and stuff like that and then uh particularly there was a situation that also a rape just like yeah any white dude to rape like a black person a black woman black person in general and like nothing you could do um so in order to like enforce like this kind of society the white people kind of use like intermediaries like you know like uh like you know like overseers or slave drivers to kind of enforce this and particularly uh, there was, was one slave driver uh, Charles DeLondres, who was like half white and half black. He was kind of played the line between these, these white and black worlds, kind mm-hmm. of administering like this kind of white oppression on, on black people. Um, and he was born in like 1789. I, was, I think he, he, was, he, he was like in his early like 20s, uh, around 1811. Um, and he's an overseer. He's a slave driver. At the Andrew Plantation, uh, and Manuel, which is of like Manuel Andrew, who's like the he's like he's a he's a he's a of course a a a a, 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 guy, a slaver uh, a guy who who owns who owns people and also runs a sugar sugar plantation or sugar slave labor camp, um, yeah, um, and he's also like the head of like the local militia, um, 
so yeah, so 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 that's sort of where Charles works. Uh, he's been yeah, he's an enabler of the system. People he, he, people don't suspect anything of him, and he also has this like a relationship uh, with a woman um, at another plantation called the Trape the Trepagnier plantation. Um, and it's Trepanier. Trepanier, I deal with. Yeah, you got to get I, fancy with it, man. Yeah. Trepanier. Yeah. So at this this guy the the uh, so she he he has a relationship with this woman at the Trepanier, um, and he would go see her, and because he, he was allowed like a you know a, a you know a little bit of leave because he was you know he was he had an elevated status so he could yeah. kind of leave and kind of go when he you know as, as he kind of wanted to certain places. Um, it seems like you know there was a little bit of uh, uh, of an ability for like, you know, slaves to conjugate in certain places where there'd be like the Spanish taverns on like the outskirts of New Orleans, or as we've talked about before, uh, the Sunday dances uh, in Congo Square, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about during our Marie Laveau episode. Um, and basically at the, you know, at the, at the Sunday dances in Congo Square, it was like people get together of different tribes and they kind of, uh, and then, and then, you know, they con- con- conjugate and, but also like dance and, you know, uh, dance and, 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 and do tribal things together. Uh, um, um, so kind of also like discussing that these are all different people who have came from like the middle passage or, you know, you know, coming through the, you know, the middle passage, you know, being transported from Africa to uh america or specifically a lot of these people like sometimes a lot of these people sometimes would go have been to santo domingo santo domingo and been been like evacuated here they've been like a, it's with the with the french i i don't know as well like their like middle passage but uh, that's i i, I kind of uh let me get back to the story <laughs> um so the just the numbers on the middle passage 40% died there like before they like boarded the slave ship. These are the author's number numbers. Um, 10% died during the middle passage and then 30% died three or four years of, you know, after labor, like after coming to America and, or, and doing labor. I'm guessing there was disease that killed a lot of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the numbers like after, like I learned about the numbers after kind of also surprised me. So yeah, you have to understand if also during this this time of the slave pop this like the slave population or the enslaved people that, during this time, like they're also hearing about the Haitian Revolution. Uh, you know, the Haitian Revolution starts in 1791 that goes all the way to, to Jan, uh, January 1st of 1804. Um, it was like Santo Domingo exported 123 million pounds of sugar and like two million pounds of cotton and like one million pounds of indigo in, in 1767. Like you understand like as a crazy amount of like sugar. I think it's like the height of like New, like New Orleans, like the whole like Louisiana, like that the area, the amount of sugar they produce, maybe like 16, it's like high teens, maybe 20 a year, but like they produced 123 million pounds of sugar. And basically the enslaved population kind of rose up and kind of, you know, and it's kind of this uh this, this marriage of like the more like white uh, Creole population and then like the like enslaved like uh field labor or rural population kind of coming together and overthrowing like their white kind of master colonial people. Um so it's there's like that like is like in the air, like like all of these people like have an understanding like that just like relatively close something that's relatively close to their society like a, a revolt like that can happen uh, I see. Uh, also yeah. 
also you have like uh, you have people who are Africans who are arriving in this country. Specifically, there's these guys named uh, Kuk and Kwamana, um, and they're and they're of the Akan people. Which is, the author kind of used this book uh, about Odalai Aquino, which was published in 1789, which is like maybe not that dude's story it's you know how like all those stories back then are kind of like tossed around like is that the person's story anyway that guy the the guy who the the, the book is about uh, a person who ha- was enslaved and then remembering their childhood in africa and the way they describe their childhood in africa is like not like it, it's like so it's like they were like a they described it as being a community like a, a community of like poets and like writers and dancers but it was also like this is particularly in the isaka valley which i, I think is in west africa i'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it but they described it as, yeah this is a community of like the poets and like dancers but also like they like had stockpiled weapons and it was mm-hmm. a fairly like militarized village where like everybody kind of knew how to use weapons and were like and they're like just kidnappers roaming around from other villages trying to take kids and that's how the kid gets taken in the story of odala aquino um so like that's kind of like the the groups of people that are being enslaved in america <laughs> uh and particularly like the 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 con the con people who were part of the Asante a part of the Asante Empire, which is like now modern Ghana. They, this is like the 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 guy this Cook and Komano guy, the who are enslaved in Louisiana at this time. They have a strong like military history, <laughs> like these guys that were 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 young men during a time in West Africa. Where where they would have been warring between like vassal European vassal states on the coast. So these are like, and, and if they were captured, this is what the book is saying. The book is talking about if they were captured, it probably meant that they were like, they were soldiers that had been fighting against uh, someone and been captured and then sold off. That they are that they probably had a strong like military resistance history. Um, and also particularly like among like the Khan people, which is like a weird, a tribe that pops up a lot in a lot of like slave revolts. Um, it's gonna be Tacky's Rebellion, there's, which I think it, uh, there's gonna be the 1712 New York Slave Revolt. And then there's just a general history. Like I just didn't know that there were just like, there's as breadth, much of a breadth of history in terms of like female-led slave revolts. Um, and I don't know. And, and, and also just generally only like kind of like, history i think we of like that time when slave when like kind of the atlantic slave trade is happening the kind of like politics of africa at that time i know we talked about it in like the uh in our in our in our episode with uh in jinga uh de angola mm-hmm. but like there's also a history of like you know like there's a there's a there's a congolese like civil civil war going on uh in the 1700s that involves like like apparently like horseback there's, there's like a lot of like horseback riding i don't know this is the book talks about it, it seems like stuff to investigate stuff to stuff to read about um also like just in the area in the like this like area around new orleans particularly like western uh western louisiana there's like a long history of like maroons um which you know like black people who kind of like go into the swamps like kind of creoles and yeah. then, like fight and they've been like you know fighting and rebelling against you know kind of the slave society around them um there's particularly like saint malo in the 1780s which is this guy uh which is this guy uh who basically like 
was was fighting against uh, white slaveholders and marked off his territory like with an axe and said any white person that crossed this axe is gonna that uh, is gonna die type stuff. Uh, and kind of was a maroon in this area, um, in the German coast area before you know. So it's like a long history of like uprisings in this in this area. Also, there's a history I didn't know about this. The, the uh, he Saint Malo the kind of uh, resides in this community uh, with these group of guy, group of people known as the Manila Men, which is actually the 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 first Asian American community. Yeah. In, in America. I was going to say, is it Phil- Philippines? Yeah, from the Philippines, because the Spanish Guyan, I've got Guyan, I don't know how to say it, Guyan trade, like somehow from, from the uh, trade, there's a trading going on between like, what mm. I don't know how, and in, in, I guess, Spain or wherever, I guess, Europe, and somehow these these Filipino people end up yeah. in, in on the coast of Louisiana, like 1657. 1995 they like unraveled this slave conspiracy this revolt conspiracy and like it it had like a lot of them had like the the rights of the french rights mm. of man like they that's were cool reading that and i was like what was sparking yeah um oops and then uh <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> and then uh in 18, 1805 there's like a traveling frenchman like preaching liberty and then like yeah, they, they gotta get that fuck they got the fuck out of there yeah um, of course we kind of go back to like just kind of going back to those those Sunday dances at Congo Square, like the French and Americans, like they just kind of let those happen, um, you know, because they and they're like, ah, it's harmless. But the Spanish like knew that that was like, no, they're conjugating and doing something like like that's not just a a, a blow off steam of it. Uh, and in fact, like I think I think ten percent of the population of like like uh, enslaved people in Louisiana at this time was con was Congolese. Uh, the Congolese have like a term. That basically, like when you uh, define it or when you translate it in English, just comes out to dancing a war dance. So mm. very much like native, like Native American peoples, and there's a lot, and there's in the the a lot of revolts and most revolts, uh, but specifically this revolt, uh, the German Coast Uprising, was based on tribal organizations. You you organize within your tribes. You didn't like. You didn't go across tribe like the Khan people talk to the Khan people. The more Congolese people talk to the Congolese people. The Maroons talk to the Maroons. The like French, the like kind of like uh, uh, more Cre- Creole people talk to Creole people. Like that was how yeah. they organized themselves. Um, and basically, Charles Delandres. We don't know what happens, but he just kind of is going from plantation to plantation in like organizing because he has this fair amount of liberty himself and maybe he's hearing about haiti maybe mm-hmm. he's, i don't i don't know maybe he's hearing. also maybe maybe something has happened where in, in his own personal life like the the, the trek with the trek pack near say say it say it saint henry trepanier at the trepanier plantation because trepanier was a son of a bitch and he was known to like keep a. uh, uh uh, a a little like a like young black child named Gustav, and like basically treat him like a dog, and like <laughs> feed him under the table like a dog basically. Um, so like his maybe it's something at the trip where his, his where his woman was at at the the trip a year plantation maybe something happened to her, maybe something like <laughs> well, we don't know we don't know we don't know um. 
so again, they're like eleven. They're like eleven leaders uh, of this like kind of of the German coast uh, 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 uprising. The main leader is Charles de Londres, um, and on January eleventh, eighteen eleven, a group of like enslaved workers they met. They basically met with Charles de Londres. Um, it was like this is the time like when it was kind of relaxed uh, after the after like fierce weeks of like sugar harvesting and like processing, um, and they had been meeting with you know. There was, you know, the, there was like the planters were noticing, like, like the, like, the, like particularly one James James Brown, uh, who was a guy described by his friends as just like having an air of like repugnancy, like he just was the most formal, like sassafras 1811 dude, and everybody's like, oh, you're even too 1811 for us. Mm-hmm. It's like so, like up to these like African people, just must be like, Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> Um, and he was like James, this guy, James Brown is like, uh, he's like the black Guamana, uh, the mulatto Harry owned by, by Mr. Mrs. Uh, uh, Kenner and Henderson. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Owned by Kenner and Henderson. Um, they were at, they were at the home of Mandry to deliberate with the mulatto Charles Delandres, uh, which is, which is, I think this is like a test testimony after who was like the chief of the, he called the chief of the brigands, which I don't know what that word means. Um, like uh, like thieves, so, like ra- rascals, yeah. like rap rapscallions, yeah. you know, chief of the bad guys he, in his eyes. So the, the, on January 8th, like the uprising begins. Um, it's the, uh, so basically they kind of burst into the house, uh, Charles Delandres, uh, with a couple more enslaved people from the Andrew Andrew Pop uh, Andrew plantation, burst into the Andrew house. Um, they basically start slicing that Manuel Andrew Manuel kind of gets away some fucking how, and he turns back on to see his son Gilbert being like chopped up basically to fucking death. Mm. Um, and then and then Manuel Andrew. Uh, and in what it escapes, uh, basically Manuel just Manuel just basically escapes. He he he, got, which is kind of crazy that he got out of there. Uh, uh, but that is that is where the uh, that is that is a key mistake. Um, so Delandres uh goes Delandres uh goes. I think he goes to the Brown Plantation next. I think that's where he's gonna get Cook and Kumana, and then they go to then they go to the Trepanier. Tre, say it again, Henry. Trepanier. At the Trepanier, he goes to the, the Trepanier uh, uh, plantation. Um, in Trepanier, it, it, the speculation is that the, well, Trepanier is hacked to death. Um, but Trepanier, the speculation is that like that they gave the the axe the story they gave the axe to Gustave. The kid had been treated like a dog, mm. and then he fucking put the axe in like a final, you know. Yeah, final. under understandably. Yeah, understandably, understandably. So I think I think it's uh, then after they go. To, like, <laughs> I get the it. Ranch, hey, I, I, yeah, I get no, it. Man. I mean, it's 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 kind of fucking it's kind of fucking reasonable. Yeah. After this, yeah. they go to the Labranch, uh, the Labranch plantation. And that is where fucking uh, Cook or Cook um, 
I think he lights the LeBranch house on fire. He they like uh, he does that there, and at the uh, at the I don't know how to say this word. This is French, so French. Million house, which is like the largest and wealthiest kind of house. Million. The the million. 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 At the at their fucking house, mm-hmm. which is like the largest and wealthiest, like one of the largest and wealthiest. You know, you have to be the largest and wealthiest in your in your neighborhood if your name is Mayon. Yeah, you're gonna have people go through the trouble of pronouncing your last name with too many vowels, for that matter. You better be wealthy, right? If you're gonna ask that of people, you better have money. So, so they tried. So the they they tried to set the house on fire, uh, but there was like a a, a slave house slave. I had to be a slave, uh, named Basil, um, who fought the fire and saved the house. Um, and there, and it's like there's a good amount of stories like that, at where it's like, it's like people like sla- a lot of slave masters, a lot of slave people, a lot of like people planters didn't get killed because they they're like, or well, a couple of them didn't get killed because they're the slaves some, some certain slaves woke them up and told them like yo you gotta get out of here because mm. they're coming they're like and and it's kind of this thing of like it's like uh this is it's it's a thing of people it's because they're individuals and all these individuals are making choices for themselves um this specifically the a lot of the makeup of the people who actually like joined the revolt were the, the the field slaves who had like a three or four you know they they, they were dying at 30 30 percent after you know three to four years um and they're doing sugarcane work so it's not going to be a great life rather than the people who were like who would like help the slave masters were the house slaves who would like who maybe you know may have lived a better life and also everybody knew that this shit was probably going to fucking fail <laughs> So they're all just making these calculations for yeah. themselves, um, but it's it's yeah it's uh yeah you have you see you do see a couple of people be like all right warn their warn their masters to like get out, and this Basil dude saves his plantation house um, by nightfall by nightfall of the eighth uh, the 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 revolt had like traveled fourteen like uh, like. They they tra- they travel like fourteen between fourteen and twenty two miles, and they were like fifteen miles northwest north uh for fifteen miles northwest of New Orleans, um there was like numbers vary from two two hundred to five hundred people some say some people say they were half on horseback, um and some and of course they, again they're saying they were the mostly low skilled young men, uh who were the most likely to die, um you know during you know doing plantation labor, um. So general like uh Wade Hampton um <laughs> uh, basically uh basically sent two companies of like volunteer militia and like some other regular troops uh and some and some seamen to like fight the revolt. Um and they like basically come upon the revolt around four AM on January the tenth. Uh the the New Orleans force like they basically they came on the on the on the on the on the, on the like revolt. And then they like were gonna attack it. They waited a little bit, and then like revolt basically vanished. They say, or like it just disappeared. Which the uh, the book is the again the the book by Daniel Rasmussen or Ramason, uh, 
is uh, kind of speculates that 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 is like very sim- similar to like Congolese like fighting styles in like like in like the Congolese have a particular method of like they their particular like way of fighting is like always to do like to like engage and then melt back into like the the environment engage melt back like and like saying that that was like their particular style so it was very interesting that they kind of were in, when they met a actual force engaging or at least uh stalemating and then falling and then disappearing back into the into the environment I mean, that could be. I I I would like to think that that was was what was going on. Um, but yeah. Um, again, so so this is so they they kind of messed up before they even got started in that they not, did not kill Manuel Andrew. Manuel or Man, or said, Manuel basically goes to across he basically swims across the river, um, across the Mississippi. To or, or to this guy's plantation, Charles uh, Charles Parrot, um, who who was in ba- in basically the militia that Man- Manuel was in, um, they basically gather a small force. They go back across the river, um, and then they meet the 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 enslaved revolt. Um, and they, when they meet the enslaved revolt, it's like there's like light rain. It's like they both form like battle formations, like which is interesting because they're not trained like the slave revolt. Like I, it's just because it seems like they were trained somehow. Like they already had training, and they were already ready for because they like both assume battle formations and like that's what the, the plant is like. They assume battle formations, and I wonder uh, if that was Delandre if he worked for. Andre and Andre yeah. was like plugged in with the militia and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know if maybe De Andre had a role in the militia or at the very least observed their what they did to train and whatnot. Yeah, they were so it's true that like that that could be true. Also, they had these eleven leaders that kind of individually like had their own units, and they all those eleven leaders had on. Um, uh, the like European style regalia mm. in an effort kind of mm. as we talked about before the Haitian revolution means that they like specifically knew that that was like a legitimizing feature yeah so so they mm. so they particularly like donned that as soon as they could as soon as possible um so so they so they they meet in these formations and it just seems like they they the the book speculates uh that the the slave uh, force ran out of ammo um and when they run out of ammo their line breaks and then within like within half an hour like 40 to 45 slaves have been killed um the remainder like slip into the woods and you know in the swamps uh, that's when parrot and andrew's militia you know pursued them um through the, through the difficult terrain um, on January the 11th, uh, the militia is assisted by Native Americans, uh, Native American trackers, as well as, well as like hunting dogs, and they captured Charles uh, Delandres. Um, yeah, it was not good because they basically the dogs got them and they chewed them up a little bit. And then fucking uh, so there's a naval officer present, Samuel Hable, uh, Samuel Hableton, uh, described the execution uh, as having his hands chopped off. 
then shot in one thigh and then the other until they're both broken, then shot in the body, and before he had expired, was put onto a bundle of straw and roasted. Yeah, because all right, yeah. I mean, they could have just, you know, they clearly wanted yeah, this guy to suffer. Sure. You know, it yeah. wasn't like a yeah. clean shot. They were just like, ah, oh, let's let's torture him, basically. Of the people who were like, who they do they, other people of the you know the people who they catch for the the, the revolt. Um, 18 were shot by firing squad, 11 were hanged. The 13 year old boy who was spared because his uncle turned around and begged, uh, turned him, turned him in and begged for forgiveness. He was they, the 13 the year old boy was given 30 lashes. Um, with that seven, probably with that seven foot braided, fucking yeah. Um, and then uh, the people who were killed, like their, their, their heads were like put on spikes along the like German, like the road on the german coast to remind the slaves not to mm. rebel also then they took the, mut- the mutilated bodies of the dead and they were like you know displayed places to like intimidate slaves um yeah uh, they were, by the end of january they were like near a hundred a hundred a hundred heads of of enslaved people um you know displayed you know on the levee um Particularly leading, like I think, to the 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 Andrew Plantation. Um, okay, and then so basically, uh, Claiborne, who we come back to, uh, one of the reasons why this kind of like is kind of not, I mean, covered up, is basically like Claiborne comes in with this narrative that this isn't like uh, people rebelling because they have like actual issues or like because he's not gonna do that because it's fucking eighteen eleven. <laughs> But he comes in and he's just like this. This was probably had something to do with the Spanish because they're trying to get us back for taking. You know, they're trying to sow dissension within our ranks, within our within our society. How dare them use? Because this again, the Spanish did have a history of. Uh, at once, the people knew that you if you got out of Louisiana. This is a time when Nacogdoches was a, a place of freedom because it was in Spanish territory. Because the Spanish mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, you can be free over here um, if you if you escape from, you know, I think America or France. I, don't know, I, I think it's America." Um, yeah, this is also the time of the 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 Negro. Well, before this is after the time of the Negro Fort, which is I didn't know which was just basically a, the prop one of the. Bay, the why the government, why the U.S. had such a big problem with it, was because it was a, a, across the border in Spanish territory. Yeah, it was like a that's where that's like a base safe for all these enslaved people escaping is this this fort right across the Spanish territory. They can they know they can go to. They follow the river this way, this way. So yeah, so yeah, there's this is the mystery of that of the Spanish using or Spanish, you know. Uh, you know, of course, the Seminoles, um, you know, the Spanish, but the Spanish have their own history of slavery. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. was too deep to talk about. Anyway, um, yeah, the, so he tried to put off his Spanish involvement, and they just, they also describe it as crime. It was crime, which to them, it is crime. It's, yeah. It's, it's crime because this is, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's crime to them, but, you know, 
It's not gonna see it as a revolt. So it's yeah. It's basically sold as a need for safety, as a need for like the law and order. That's basically how he sells it. So the the French kind of population agrees and sees it as crime also. So they so so they kind of agree on like this, hey, it's kind of the, how they come together as like this need we have a shared need for like security and the American government can like provide that to us. Then hmm. that's how that's like how one of the reasons I, it, this is the end of the book. I'm a little bit fuzzy on this, but it's about how Claiborne secures himself and folds himself now into the like French uh French society and that's how he gets accepted more. Yep. Yeah. And then overlooked because of racism of historians. Yeah. Yeah, they just they historians were just like uh, they looked at it. They just accepted Claiborne's thing that this was crime. Yeah, and that, and, and that this was like instead of enslaved population rebelling, you know, in in what is America's largest slave revolt, it was in the history books basically as a criminal escapade, like huh. uh, which is I mean not uncommon because this is this is. This, I mean, at least is, it at least it made it into the history books at this time. I imagine we're not. I imagine Louisiana public school textbooks aren't exactly teaching this anymore. Oh no, yeah, you know? no, they they just start. That's the weird thing. They just start teaching this in like Louisiana state oh. textbooks. They just are just are doing it. Interesting. Um, but the the uh, no, it's 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 in the paper. Like it's weird because it's like it's in like the papers at the time. Like it's a serious thing of intrigue. Like it's not. It almost can't be hidden. Like it's, mm. it was so big that it was yeah. like, but like the, it's passed off. It's like, oh, this is crime. Just a, it was just some, you know, some grand. Yeah. Then, yeah. The, and then those, for those, you, those for stories. you, uh, for you alternative factors, if you want to, yeah. if you want to slap on your tinfoil hat, we've got the alternative theory that it was the Spanish. If you don't buy the, if you don't buy the crime thing and you want something else, you want something a little tastier. You want something yeah. a little more Tom Clancy, right? We've got the Spanish Spanish involvement for the, you. If you want the ancient aliens, yeah, precisely. You know, the, the ancient, the most ancient racist black <laughs> these black people couldn't have done it. It was the Spanish. Yep, they couldn't have done it themselves. It they the needed Spanish. they needed white guidance, but yeah. it was the white guidance yeah. against us, or, not or aliens. <laughs> or aliens. All right, what's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of plays into also the the, the story kind of plays into like this wider narrative about like non like the violent history of resistance of african americans not being mm. taught but like us knowing everything about anything that's non-violent in mm. terms of like we have like uh, i know like in terms of like you we have harriet tubman the underground railroad we all know about the, the going north to freedom but we very I, I not a lot of people are going to know about going south to freedom and fighting with the Seminoles, like with yeah, the Spanish yeah, against the Americans, fighting, you know, going to the Mexican border and fighting against the Texas Rangers. Yeah. You know, it's more of the places where you would escape to fight against America. Maybe because that's, you know, you don't want to put, if you're trying to make kids proud of this country, you don't want to put that in a textbook, big dog. I mean, but yeah. I, uh, I don't know. No, I mean, but no, I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, but I think it's an important part of our history that we need to like, uh, yeah, we need reinsert to into the narrative. Yeah, yeah, that there's a there's a shared history of like the, the history of resistance against these things. Yeah, and 
and we can find heroes in that resistance rather than heroes in the oppression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, I, the, the author kind of Daniel Ram, Rasmussen or Ramusson, I'm always, I'm fucking up his name. Also. Thanks Raz, Rasmussen. <laughs> uh, Rasmussen, Daniel Rasmussen. Um, particularly tries to talks about this, uh, uh, kind of ends the book on this kind of the story about, kind of talked about the nonviolent versus violence. This is, um, the story of Robert Williams, which I didn't know, which is like there's this there's this black dude in like Monroe, North Carolina, in 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 1957. This is a, there's like a KKK uh, uh, leader slash televangelist, which okay, they did which <laughs> well that isn't that isn't that isn't so southern. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's so pretty southern. on brand for North Carolina. Gotta say that's. A, he is wearing a white button down, white short sleeve button down at all mm-hmm. times. Yeah. <laughs> he so um yeah, so yeah. James Cole, uh, Catfish Cole basically organizes the clan motorcade ride thing, uh, to where they go to this black 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 neighborhood and like bust up shit. You know. Uh they got shotguns and shit. Um uh it's on October fifth, nineteen fifty seven. They like kind of came into the neighborhood, but then they saw something they, they didn't expect, which is this guy Robert Williams uh, uh, had a fucking. They had stockpiled like guns and like M1s and, and basically dug trenches and put up sandbags. Fuck yeah! And they released the fucking volley of fire at these dudes, and then motorcade <laughs> just turned around and got the fuck out of there. And yeah, it's like so Robert Williams just uh, yeah. So there was that was like yeah he, he was the guy who. Basically led that kind of like you're not gonna come to this neighborhood. No, you around. think you think you think you're just gonna parade around in your little KKK yeah. motorcade. Nobody's gonna no, say or do shit. No, you try to you try to roll through. All right, you try. See what happens. See what happens. Shot at that's mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. And, and that's a really cool story. He particularly like has like a he like it was like on the news and everything, which is I still didn't know about this. Um and. uh he had specifically had the beef with MLK because MLK, I think at the time, uh, this is during the Freedom Riders time. He had, he, 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 had, he would, this is like, this is like bus boycott too, isn't it? Around the same yeah, time? This is Freedom Riders time. Okay. So, it's, it, yeah, no, this is like, I think he, this is a little bit later. He had the beef with MLK because Freedom Riders are, are people, are people, basically kids from like SNCC and stuff like that was getting, they getting the shit beat out of them. <laughs> and uh and uh and and he was like why don't, why don't mlk come down here and do that himself he's like about all this non-violent shit da, da, da. so he yeah it's a he has a beef with mlk it's a he actually gets exiled i think he does like some exile to cuba for a little bit um i mean i don't know how much is critiquing MLK not being on the front lines of like getting i'm pretty sure he gets a shit beat out of him a couple of places i know it happened in chicago Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting the head was yeah, like so I don't I don't know about all that, but I think it's a yeah, this is a this is a it's it's a long history of, of violent or militant resistance to things uh from the black community to America. Um and and it's 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 interesting to learn about um 
Yeah. I'm still on that Fred Hampton thing of like, you can't really play with, you know, American loves violence. It's like their favorite thing. I don't think you can yeah. play that. Game. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of <laughs> found the country uh, on it. Yeah. They love, they love that shit, dog. <laughs> they fucking, it's fucking tight to them. So it's tight here. So, so I wouldn't, I'm still on that vibe, but yeah, just need to learn about the, a history of a different type of resistance. Yeah. And, and guys that's been our episode thank you for listening uh again we love you thank you for mm-hmm. being here mm-hmm. we hope you have a merry christmas happy new year podcast is going to take off till february mm-hmm. we'll be back in february um we're going to do a little bit of, a little bit of a, we need a cleanse we need to i just moved to brooklyn that's right henry then henry lives in houston I'm doing. I'm inside, you know. No, inside. Stay inside, gang. Um, yes. <laughs> that's really, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that so much. It's my life. <laughs> um, stay inside, I gang. Yeah. No, no, I just hate saying stay inside, gang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I, uh, uh, no, I'm going. Out. I, I gotta go outside. Uh, um, no, but yeah, we'll we'll see you. Uh, we'll we'll see you in February. We're gonna try to we're gonna make this thing sleeker. We're gonna make it better for you. Mm-hmm. And we're also tighten tighten some screws, taxing you niggas. Somebody right. pay for this. That's right. <laughs> we gotta get some bread. That's right, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but no. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you. We take a little time off. Um, again, follow us on 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 for, on on all the social medias. Hard for history on Facebook. Hard for history on Instagram. HFH podcast on Twitter. Hard for history on YouTube. Um. Uh, follow me at Joshua B. Stokes on Instagram and Twitter, Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Henry, where can they follow you at? Follow me on Amazon at Henry Price. I'm getting the Amazon. It's actually Henry Price Hard Fried History. You can read all my book reviews that I do for this podcast and for myself as well. I'm actually killing it on the book, the book reviews on Amazon department. I don't know if you know. I, I, did, have a, I, well. did, I did have a, a time in my life when, when the fucking – when I when my brisket my brisket reviews mm-hmm. on Google my Google reviews for like sub for like brisket sandwiches mm-hmm. I hit a couple I hit a couple thou yeah man it's a good feeling it's a good feeling oh I'm at I'm at I'm at twenty thousand views yeah twenty thousand my Amazon book reviews have seen twenty thousand plus people have seen my Amazon book reviews and I've got helpful votes I'm a helpful guy yeah. all right I don't know if you know it I don't know if anyone knows it. Very helpful. Very helpful soul. Okay. Very altruistic okay. man. I I am okay. Sam. Okay. All right. This this has been Hard Fight <laughs> History. We'll see you guys in fucking February. In February. We love you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Peace out, man. Peace. Peace. Happy New Year. Also. Happy New Year. Happy get, Happy Hanukkah. Get boosted. Happy Hanukkah. Survive. Happy Hanukkah. See your family, hug them, let them know you love them. Don't kill them. Wear your mask. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a fucking cool. (laughs) Don't be a Chad. Don't be a fucking idiot. Look at the science. You dipshits. All right. Let's end this. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Peace, Joe.